What's going on, guys, and welcome back to episode number 45 of RizzoCast. I'm Steven Risotto, and today we have a very special edition of the show, and for the first time in RizzoCast history, we will be splitting up this episode, because it's so good, into two different parts. So episode number 45 will have two different parts, talking San Francisco Giants baseball, a spring training preview with myself, with Giants beat writer for SF Bay, Taylor Worth, and with also with um, Giants fans, uh, Giants fan on Twitter, uh, Brooks Knudsen, who is uh, covers the team for at SF Giants fan. So enjoy the show, everybody. And again, episode number two, part two, will come right after this with questions that you guys sent in for the show. So be sure to wait around, and uh, we have some hot takes to share for you guys. So enjoy the show. And uh, yeah, go ahead, subscribe, follow, do all that fun stuff, and uh, enjoy. What is going on, everybody? And welcome. This is episode number 45 of RizzoCast. I'm Steven Rizzotto, and we are joined today by two special guests. You guys already know Taylor Worth. He's been on the show before. He is the uh, beat writer for the uh, SF Bay. He covers the San Francisco Giants, and he also covers the San Francisco 49ers. Taylor, welcome in. Thanks for having me on again. I am now leading the Rizzo cast world in appearances. That is a true fact. And He's we also have... Oh, go on. Go. <laughs> He's heating up, baby. One more and you're on fire. Yeah. Yeah, sure. there you go. He'd have three in a row. And you just heard from Brooks Knudsen, who is here. Brooks covers the San Francisco Giants for uh, SF Giants fans, which is a Twitter account that has gone viral in its history. Um, since 2007. Man, you had Twitter since 2007? Was wow. like Twitter... What was going on in Twitter in August of 2007? You know, I can't personally answer that. Uh, Alan Weibel, the guy who started the account, good buddy of mine, he got in on it way before anybody, Giants, uh, you know, anybody in the organization got on there. So so he's definitely the one that takes credit for that. He got me in there at, uh, right before the 2014 season. That was a good year to get in. Definitely a good year. Yeah, so but you yeah. kind of you kind of took over the reins here, and here you are. And yeah, yeah, him and I, we uh, he, he'll throw in some of the uh, the best uh, one hitters, uh, but I, I usually uh, roll with the account most of the time. So, yeah, That's for fun. sure. Yeah. So, great news, guys! Pitchers and catchers have uh, reported; they've been reported for a few days now. Full squad workouts are underway. We're ready to go in terms of baseball season. It's still in the COVID times, but uh, we're trying to get a season in. Very optimistic about that. Um, Taylor, of course, is covering the team. I guess we're all kind of covering the team in, in many different ways. Uh, so first thing, you know, we want to, you know, give, give your insight on baseball coming back. What does it mean? This was a weird offseason, of course. Taylor, we'll start with you. Did you miss baseball? Were you kind of caught up with what the 49ers were doing? Because I know you kind of cover the 49ers, too. What's your thoughts on baseball finally being back and spring is here? Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm more excited, obviously, this year than last year. Um, last year, it it, just, it was fun, but it didn't feel like a normal season, obviously. How how excited can you get for, you know, a cup of coffee of 60 games? Um, Unless you're a Dodgers fan. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this year is definitely more exciting because we're going to see, knock on wood, some normalcy, at least at some point during the season. And um, we have a full season. And for me personally – I, I do cover the Niners and their season was over halfway through. So I, I didn't really have much of a interesting sports um, 
winter and fall. So I was definitely looking forward to baseball. Yeah, should be an interesting team in an interesting division. Brooks, kind of a summary on, on the San Francisco Giants in Scottsdale. I know um, there's some int- question marks. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But what are kind of what, what's kind of your overview in terms of the Giants reporting the camp this year? Um, you know, it's it's easy being a Giants fan. It's easy uh, being a Giants player. Uh, there's not a lot of pressure. It's not. There's no Trevor Bauer just came to your team. You're trying to win your first legit World Series since '88. There's none of that stuff. You just get to go out and play ball, and you know maybe go on a run, kind of what we saw last year, right? It's it's last year part two in a way, uh, but with upgrades and hopefully uh, uh, more health uh, as well, especially with the guys coming back that were already in the organization. But we'll get into that later. Uh, I think just if you're you know thinking about the Giants' chances, okay, you look at this thing. It says seven percent chance of making the playoffs. You see this thing. Uh, Oh, you know, oh, one percent chance of winning the World <laughs> Series, whatever, who cares, right? If you can just kind of throw all that stuff aside and just watch these guys compete, also, let's get some of these new guys, these guys that got robbed of their minor league season last year. I'm always keeping an eye on the minor league, seeing what they're doing, and uh, really just you get hot, you see what happens, yeah, for sure. And I think this time of year is always so important because there's you know the green grass again the the smell of the fresh grass the crack of the bat I mean these are all granted these are all sounds that we hear you know over the course of 162 games even more but it just sounds so much better now without baseball you know during the winter season Uh, so here we are of course and the Giants are such an interesting team they're in a division now with two very very good teams so it's going to be interesting to see what happens but as you mentioned, there's a lot of new faces. And the Giants, as much as people you know, didn't really realize it, the Giants spent $61 million this year in free agency. Kevin Gosman, they brought him back. Tommy LaStella, the infielder, of course. Jake McGee on a two-year deal. Anthony DiSclafani, um, another former Red, Alex Wood. Uh, Aaron Sanchez, his deal got made official. Kirk Asali, Matt Weisler, uh, Whistler. And John Breba. So this is this is a team that has a lot of new faces and a lot of interesting uh, kind of anecdotes about them. Taylor, out of those guys, kind of who are you looking forward mostly to see, you know, put on the uniform for the first time? Um, I think the most – the additions with the most upside would come out of the rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys like Alex Wood, uh, Di Sclafani, um, guys like that, I, they have a nice – floor in terms of how well they can produce they're not you know not saying that they're going to go out and be all-stars but I think that they can at least be productive and I think that's kind of their floor and then this is the team that's kind of built to where a few of those guys who are viewed as kind of plug and play productive players if they have breakout seasons you know it could really carry the team farther than expected so I think that you know if the ball bounces their way with a few of these guys, I think they're definitely going to be uh, propelled into contention um, more than we think. Brooks, a lot of, a lot of one-year deals there. What do you think about that? Ooh, uh, you know, I was seeing, I, I mentioned this on uh, the Say Hey podcast with Say Hey Doug and Say Hey Rob. Shout out. Uh, yeah, shout out, shout out. Um, 
you know, I was getting a lot of uh, tweets and stuff showing up on my timeline. Ah, oh, another one-year deal. You know, the Giants do need to add a bunch of uh, young top prospects to the 40-man roster this upcoming winter to protect them from the Rule 5 draft. Elliot Ramos, Sean Jelly, Seth Corey, uh, just five other, you know, guys in the top 30. Uh, it's just, you know, something that I think most fans don't even – not even on their radar. They're not thinking about that, but Farhan Harris, all these guys are going, we can't hand out a bunch of multi-year deals. Even if Wood and um, Di Sclafani said, yeah, I want two years or else I'm not coming. They're going to be, Hey man, like, we'll see how you do. You're coming back from injury or off, you know, kind of a down year, but at the same time, they need to make sure they have this roster spot available for um, a lot of these guys. And granted, there's going to be some departures too. Uh, We'll get into that a little later as well. Um, There's, you know, Start, start with Johnny Cueto, you know, is it probably, you know, not going to see him back with the Giants next year. I mean, you could probably count on that. So his spot will go to like a Sean Jelly, but you know, it all has to line up. It's got to align that way. So one year deals uh, make it much easier. Yeah. The stars have to align for sure. And I think one thing we're seeing early here in spring training is the number of, and every team invites really interesting guys to camp that are not on a big league deal. And, Non-roster invitees is something the Giants have used to their advantage in the past. Ryan Vogelsong, of course, Forever Giant, was a non-roster invitee. Gregor Blanco, non-roster invitee. There seems to be a few of them that end up signing. Yeah, Andres Torres, Juan Uribe, non-roster invitee. Oh, oh, all my favorites. (laughs) We had to go there. But there seems to be a few of them that that are interesting every single year. And – we decided to pick out a few of them. Um, we might overlap here. That's okay. I'll go first. I'll, I'm going to say, Sean, uh, not Sean Jelly, but he's interesting. Elliot Ramos. I want to go with Elliot Ramos because I think he's a guy we might see. Granted, Joey Bart is you know kind of in the same category. We saw him last year. But I think Elliot Ramos is going to get a chance to see AAA pitching this year in the Pacific Coast League, although – it's not called that anymore, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's, his problem's been staying on the field. We kind of know what's capable of him uh, out there in center field, a guy who could also move to the corners. Uh, we have yet to see if he could stick in center. But, you know, I think a lot of people have high expectations for this guy. Maybe he's slipped from the top prospect rankings in recent years, but there's still a lot of raw talent there. So I would say Ramos is the guy to look for here in spring training, see if he could hit big league pitching. Because if anything happens, if there's a trade to be made, if somebody goes down with an injury, Ramos is a guy who I could see starting every day in the outfield uh, for this team. Taylor, what do you think? Who's your guy? Uh, I, I'm going to piggyback off of you, and I think that um, I, I think the guy, the prospects who are on the cusp, the guys who are really, really close, I think those are probably the most important. And then I'd also kind of like to lump all the top prospects together because last year with it being a lost season for development, um, you know, I, I think those are the guys who have obviously been impacted the most. So I think that in terms of spring training, non-roster invites, those are the guys that uh, will have the most attention by far. Brooks, what do you think? Uh, so many ways you can go with this one because there's like, you know, 45 non-roster guys, or it seems like. Um, I almost, almost want to like pick two guys. Um, it this is only recent, but I'm really interested in seeing uh, Shun Yamaguchi. I think that guy, because he's going to have a opt-out date at the end of spring training, they're going to give him 
a good kind of bulk of innings, I think. Uh, early, you know, they'll, you know, just like he'll be one of the, you know, five or six guys you see like right off the bat in that rotation. You know how they're going to mix in like an Anthony Banda in there. Uh, he might actually have an opt out too because he doesn't. In, have in any, terms of yeah. Yama, sorry for cutting in. Sure, in terms yeah. of Yamaguchi, he actually he spoke today and he was asked if, um, you know, if he doesn't make the twenty five man roster, is he going to opt out and pursue something else? And he kind of responded with uh, his goals to make the forty man roster. So that that leads me to believe that if he does at least make the forty man roster, he's he's okay with you know maybe starting in AAA if that if it comes to that. That is uh, – that definitely – see, it makes my my pick look even better now. Yeah. No, I had no idea. I, I missed that. So, good reporting there. Um, he's a guy that they're – like you heard, they're stretching out to, you know, help out in the rotation, which is a good idea because you got these Tropianos, uh, Yamaguchi, uh, maybe like Anthony Banda, who is out of minor league options. He might have an opt-out as well to say, add me, or I'm going to go, you know, join – pirates or something i don't know but but yeah i know right i need an opportunity um so if the giants aren't given it these guys might move on but um yeah i think as terms of if i want to break it into pitcher or hitter i'd go uh yamaguchi there um so i think he has a chance the giants don't have a ton of depth in starting pitching you think they they do but they really don't not as much as a lot of teams do um and then uh yeah i'm just interested in a guy like will wilson who um is kind of projected to arrive. I don't know, Fangraphs have, has him arriving mid-2022. So he might be in the mix for a call-up uh, next year. So i just like to see these guys, you know, see what they can do. Knowing that he's not going to make the camp, just try to ball out for like two weeks and then be cut down. But we'll see. Yeah, Will Wilson, the former angel that was pretty much bought for like $20 million, I think in exchange for like Zach Cozart or like something. $12 million, something like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. It was, it, it, was, it was a little bit less than 20 Forever giant yeah. Zach Cozart. Yeah. Zach Cozart, yeah. exactly. Hey, he didn't strike out once, Cozart. No. No. He didn't. He, he's, he was a very good giant. So Zach Cozart has his name in, in history. O for, for O. O for O. So let's get into some storylines. And I know we're very quick to looking – at guys prime for career years and I think this is a team full of complimentary players and the cliche in spring training we all know what it is right best shape of my life I mean we hear it time and time again I don't think anybody's said it yet I wish I could experience that (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody's anybody's said it yet in in Scottsdale maybe they have uh I don't know but there's so many storylines that I feel um can attest to this Giants team so many interesting ones Brooks if you had a storyline you know to kind of go based off of you know a preview to the for this year someone who may be impactful maybe a part of the team that's interesting what is kind of your main storyline as you look forward to some of these spring training games hmm I hope I don't step on one of your guys's picks but it's kind of a it's not the most specific um we all saw the Giants just just missed the playoffs last year for reasons a lot will attribute to the ninth inning. Uh, I think that is my focus. I think that's Farhan and company's focus is, um, you know, they're they're going to be the last team out of 30 that actually picks a closer. They're going to keep their options open. You know, they brought in McGee um, and then you got Reyes Maranta coming back from injury. Uh, so those guys are your like de facto, oh, it's got to be those guys, right? But that's not always going to be the case. And then he brings up mm-hmm. out of the blue, okay, Tyler Rogers might be my guy. And it's just, 
you know, there, there's going to be a lot of guys kind of gunning for, hey, you know, at least make me half of the ninth, if not the whole ninth. Um, and, uh, you know, there's tons of tons of uh, relievers they added this offseason. It's crazy. Even some of the non-roster guys, I, I could have picked any of those Jimmy Scherfies or, um, <laughs> you know, even an Aaron Sanchez. Don't rule him out to all of a sudden be your 98-mile-per-hour one in guy at the night in the ninth you know could happen so i'm going to be having my eyes on that storyline what is the uh overall uh, feeling going into opening day is who can they trust in the ninth inning and who can get strikeouts in the ninth inning because you know they weren't striking guys out the ball was going over the wall in the ninth so yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, and um, rob drake Kepler, rob drake's like is a really <laughs> oh god <laughs> I was gonna say, I think never Gabe say Kepler, that again. Never say that name again. Gabe Kapler might be a really good poker player because he'll he'll never tell you like what he's gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he'll I, just say, uh, "Well, just stay tuned, and I'll tell you yeah. when I pick a guy to put into the ninth." Are you being robotic on purpose? Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's like you're listening to him on Zoom, right? Yeah, no. No. Yeah, and he's yeah. got the protein shake in front of him, just absolutely jacked, wearing one of those really <laughs> tight black Under Armour shirts. What a guy, yes. Gabe Kapler. Taylor, yes. just like Bochi. Yeah, but just like Bochi. Bochi. Same, same body. Same, yeah. same body. Same body, not the same mind, though. <laughs> okay. <Thank you>. Um, <laughs> yeah, what do you think, Taylor? I, I think in terms of storylines, I, I don't know how – I think the biggest storyline just has to be Buster Posey. Um, Who? Buster Who's that? Posey. Is that that new, that new catcher they brought in, right? He, no, he's a non-roster invite. Um, Was he on the Reds? But Buster Caspo- yeah, Casali yeah. Posey? Um, that guy. This has gone off the rails. Uh, over, over. <laughs> um, I, I think, you know, the, the face of the franchise coming back after a year off, um, a year where he was expected to um, bounce back from injury, and a year it was expected to be a big year, and he took the year off. And I think right now he's – the most popular giant who the fans haven't seen in years. So I think that might be the biggest storyline, but you, you mentioned earlier um, guys who could have a breakout year and my mind kind of wandered from Brandon belt who has always had potential, but could never stay healthy. Uh, Brandon Crawford who had his breakout year a while ago, which he will never, I don't think ever get back to. Um, but my mind kind of goes to Mauricio Dubon just because he, he got called up uh, midway through 2019 and then 2020 short season. So I, I kind of consider that a little bit of a fluky year. This is his first full season with the Giants. So I think that, you know, you get the guy three, 400 at bats. I think he uh, could put together a surprising uh, stat line at the end of the year. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Dubon is definitely a guy that's going to be very valuable to their versatility and to uh, their lineup, of course. And you know, it's interesting. I, I was going to say Posey, too, but I do have a backup because I knew. You're not that basic. I'm not that basic. <laughs> Posey's just it's so like interesting. The low-hanging low fruit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Posey's just so interesting to me because we freaked out that he was taking hacks the other day. We're like, oh, my God, it's Buster Posey's back. So, you know, if we freaked out with him taking hacks in his first day of BP – we're going to freak out to see what he's going to look like, or we're going to be intrigued to see what he's going to look like that first game he catches. So that Posey hype is not going anywhere. But what I have, I also have a storyline in terms of, you know, the pitching. Uh, I know Brooks mentioned starting pitching. You know, you could argue that they don't have a ton of depth 
but I think you could argue they don't have a ton of uh, debt and quality, but they have a ton of debt <laughs> in quantity. Uh, <laughs> they got a lot of dudes. <laughs> yeah. So Gosman, Cueto, Disclafani, Wood, Sanchez, Webb. You know, we're forgetting about Webb, you know, after the Sanchez trade. And Webb, honestly, it's a big year for him because we're going to have to see him kind of turn on, you know, hit the gas pedal just a little bit because is he going to be the next Matt Cain or is he just going to be a guy with a four and a half ERA? Because he's got to take the next step. He's got a great changeup. So he's got to kind of step it up, in my opinion. I mean, Tyler Beatty's recovering from Tommy John. I don't know if he's going to be ready for – opening day maybe no no i mean he's he's projected to come back uh all-star break yeah yeah exactly so or, maybe, or no maybe earlier right didn't I they say they're that, they're hesitant about putting him on the 60 because he might be ready in late may or something yeah like a month or two maybe somewhere okay yeah let's just go with that yeah, yeah. continue sir yeah so it's interesting because bd's a guy that i could see getting plugged into the rotation if you do deal a guy like d sclafani or wood at the deadline uh and also caleb berger who that's the right way you say his name. Nobody's going to add me on that Burr. one. Berger um, is a guy that also wants to be stretched out as a starter. And the organization granted him that opportunity. So I think that's interesting. Yamaguchi, we'll see what happens with him. And Nick Tropiano is definitely an interesting free agent signing as well. So there's, you know, that's 10 guys right there. I think maybe seven or six of them are legitimate guys that have a chance at cracking the roster. But I think, how they're going to use pitching this season, especially with guys throwing 45, 50 innings only, you know, exclusively last season. So, you know, I can't expect them to, you know, pump the gas and go all the way to, you know, 170 innings. I just don't see that happening. So I see some kind of mixture. I know Tampa Bay is doing kind of a similar thing where they're putting all these innings on a lot of different guys, 13 different guys are going to be throwing a lot of different innings. So that's going to be interesting in itself, but we'll see. Let's go to question, you know, kind of question marks. And this is a, a team that is full of them, I think. Um, Taylor, if you had to pick, you know, maybe a, a question mark, a, a glaring concern with this team, where would you kind of look to? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I think there's a few, but just right off the bat, I, I think you can – label Buster Posey as a question mark. I don't yeah. want to go back to Posey again, but um, big Buster head. <laughs> he's the first one that comes to mind. I mean, I don't the longest tenure giant. No, continue. Yeah. I, I mean, we don't exactly know what he's going to look like this year. Um, and then I also think about a lot of the other veterans like belt and Crawford who had decent years last year, who is that going to translate to this year in a contract year? Um, Evan Longcore, pretty much anyone above the age of 30 is a giant question mark in my eyes. So hey, all of them. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. You questioning yeah, me? Including, including you questioning Brooks, me? Including Brooks. <laughs> the entire infield you're directing yeah. that to? <laughs> yeah, just adding all of them. Yeah, Brooks, uh, Brooks, who is kind of your concern? Big question mark for you. Uh, probably guys under the age of 30. <laughs> just kidding. Hey, those are the injured guys on the team, by the way. I'm just saying, all right? The under 30s. Um, no, I just uh, my question mark. It's um, it's such a you know it's such a cop out kind of thing, but it's like you know there's so many injuries in baseball all over the place, and that's why I've just been so worried about the depth for the Giants because I want to just have it be an enjoyable year and not just oh two starting pitchers have gone down. Let's see who 
backing him up. You know, I like Connor Menez, but is he going to come in here and pitch for two months? And then you got, um, you know, some of these non-roster guys. So I was like, get me some more guys. And that was before they got Aaron Sanchez, who I think was very intriguing. Um, and this is kind of where the Giants have been shopping, right? They've been shopping at this, uh, you know, buy low, uh, high upside. But, you know, there's a ton of question marks on health, uh, recent injuries, uh, guys coming back from uh, Tommy John or shoulder surgery, stuff like that. You know, it's just, uh, you know, you're not going to go for the premier guy if you're this Giants team. They're in this weird in-between, um, not quite rebuilding, retooling, but they've been doing this for a while. And they still have these uh, veterans. The whole infield is the oldest infield. It kind of goes to um, to Taylor's uh, – I mean, I don't know if it's the oldest infield. It just feels like it because yeah. <laughs> even adding Listella as a 32-year-old for a three-year deal is like, oh, damn. Okay, so mm-hmm. this, you know, older infield trend is going to continue. Um, and this might just be a quick tease here, Stephen, but we do have a, a, a thing that we're going to wrap this on. We're going to talk about Posey, Crawford, and Belt, three of the longest tenured, tenured giants. What? jersey will they be wearing in 2022 we're going to come back to that at the very end so don't touch that dial yeah 100 percent. that was one of the question marks that um yeah. that i have of course but another pitching question depth. pitching yeah depth pitching matter. depth yes for sure one of the question marks that i have is where where are some of these guys going to play because you know you have too many complimentary players i mean i think the only non-complimentary player on this team is and that's gonna surely play against both left-handed and right-handed pitching who could stand his own against both is Mike Yastrzemski and Buster uh, Posey there's two of them and you know Posey's a guy who's not even gonna you know Kirk Casale he, he gets days off though yeah he's gonna get even more since he didn't play last year so I think you know Mike Yastrzemski is is the only guy so I mean we saw the platoon in left field worked magnificently with Dickerson and Ruff but there's no DH. So that's taking away a prime spot. You have a surplus of infielders. Flores and, and Solano are both right-handed. lastella has got to play somewhere. Longoria is still hovering over there for a few more years. Crawford's over there at short. Dubon has infield flexibility. Solano. Slater. I mean, there's so many position players. I don't even know how it's, how the puzzle's going to fit. And I've, I've done numerous mock lineups on the timeline and I've had trouble with every single one of them. So, you know, Steven Duggar, we've had conversations about. So it's interesting. I just don't know where the, where the pieces fit. Lamonte Wade, everyone just automatically Lamonte thinks. Lamonte Wade, a guy who has more. Or Lamont, maybe, but I they think Lamont. <laughs> Lamont and Tonelli or whatever. Uh, Jalen Davis, they're talking about, he's Jaylen. on the 40-man roster, so he could start, you know. Um, you know, these are, this is a great, I'm so glad you brought this up because this has been racking my brain lately too. I'm like, and everyone's like, we need another outfielder. I'm like, what? Like, what? Do you know the Giants got all these guys way long ago? I think mm-hmm. it was still 2020 when they said, Dickerson, come back. Ruff, come back. Because they were good deals, $1 million, $2 million, whatever. Um, and, and by the way, everyone, I keep seeing in uh, Giants Chatter on Facebook. Shout out, Giants Chatter, if you're not following. Check those guys out. We talk a lot of Giants. Um there was a lot of talk about, oh, with this guy, this guy coming in, they're just going to cut Darren Ruff. I'm saying cut Darren Ruff. You can't do that, though. You can't do it. But, like, why, number one, he had, you know, solid numbers in his short playing time, 140 WRC+, plus, you know, OPS 887, something like that. Um, but they brought him back, and a guaranteed, you know, they paid him his 
salary, 1.25 million. And not only that, because he left to go play in, I think it was Japan for all those years, he still is under team control arbitration eligible for two more seasons after this. So why would you just cut a player like that? Who's obviously playing well for cheap. I don't know. So anyways, going back to Steven, that was a great uh, point that you brought up there because they have so many guys and it's going to be weird to have a competition outside of, you know, Yastrzemski, the whole outfield is kind of like, Hey, if you're healthy and you're good, you're playing, you know? So. Yeah. And, and rough had an 890 OPS against left-handed pitching and an 870. So in a perfect world, good splits. Is, yeah, good splits, you know, and a guy who I think position flexibility is not on his side. I mean, he's not a great athlete in left field. He's okay. He's okay in left. He's not horrible. Yeah, but I mean, he's just a guy. I mean, if if you had a guy like Christian Yelich come in or like a superstar of that caliber, yeah, you could you could do away with Darren Ruff. But this is a team full of complimentary guys, and a guy like him is important. And I just don't even see a fit for him. So, I mean, that in itself, every time I make like a mock lineup of of some sort, it's always different the second time I, I do know. it. It's incredible. It's too um, platoonable. Too platoonable. It is too platoonable. <laughs> So Brooks, Brooks came up with an awesome question here, and it's an interesting one. And it's, if Farhan Zaidi were to trade one guy from the 40-man roster, who would it be? And before it's, opening day, you know. Before opening day. And it's such an interesting question. I thought a lot about it. Um, spring training trades are interesting. Uh, it, I mean, they don't – or at least some of the blockbuster ones never happen in spring training. You might see a guy traded for, like, a player to be named later. Taylor, any guy – before opening day on the Buster Posey, what? <laughs> are you serious, Taylor? All your things, yeah, yeah, Buster yeah. Posey. Um, I, I think the one that immediately jumps out to me is Donovan Solano. Uh, I think good. That's that, not mine. So good. <laughs> you look at what, how that went down in terms of his his arbitration, how they haggled over like uh, less than a million, like six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand. After what he did last year and the year before, uh, I it makes me question how much they value him and then bringing in La Stella it kind of caught me off guard because I look at Solano and Flores and you have Dubon and um, I feel like the infield was pretty well covered before La Stella so that kind of made me question um, how they view the guys who put together some incredible seasons recently Um, and then I the outfield kind of intrigues me because well, go back, going back to Darren Ruff, he, I agree, he had, you know, on paper, a nice season. But this season, with uh, no DH and Buster Posey back, first of all, his, his time at DH won't exist because there isn't one. And then with Posey back, Posey's going to play first as well. Interleague play. Uh, yeah, the, and that, right. So I don't know how much of a role there is for Darren Ruff. And yeah, I agree, he had a nice season. But, you know, where do you play him? And, you know... I, that's how I view him as expendable, even though um, product-wise, he's tradable. Yeah, I just I don't see it much of a fit right now. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Brooks, who who would you trade? Well, who would not? Maybe not you, but who would no, yeah. you trade? No, I I personally wouldn't trade this guy. Oh, thank I, God you're not in that position to do it. <laughs> Anyways, I know. <laughs> God, jeez. No, I I would trade this person just because the Giants aren't using him the way I think they should. Uh, his name is Austin Slater. I think, why, why trade a guy who's under team control for the next few years, right? 
Um, why not trade a guy that we don't need anymore? You know, uh, these are these are probably the the first reactions people would hear. Um, but Austin Slater to me is a guy that a lot of uh, I think a lot of clubs value. Right? He's he's a steadily improving player. Um, he's not the youngest. He's definitely not the oldest. He's you know I think 28 or something. Um, and he just even on this Giants team, he's probably going to get like 180 plate appearances this year, maybe. I think that's what they're projecting. And it's like, um, I know the Giants are just flush with outfielders on the current roster coming up in the next year or two. They're just going to have so many. It's just going to be Yaz. And, you know, you can maybe pencil in Dubon, and it's just going to be a bunch of extra, you know, top prospects coming up. Uh, Elliot Ramos to start, right? Hunter Bishop right behind him. Um, a guy like Austin Slater is, I think, tradable because he has value. He has the value that would set off a trade. And what do the Giants lack in 2022 and beyond is starting pitching. Uh, it's just like, like, I think I see one. I think I see a starting pitcher. Yes, they'll, <laughs> they'll have tons of money to spend, but that's not really – Farhan's not ready to throw $35 million per year at a guy, even if he is the guy, right? That's just not his style. I don't think. Um, so if he can find a team to part with some pitching uh, for a player like Slater who can play right now, not a prospect that could be somebody, but someone that can rake for your team right now. If you're in contention and you have a double A stud ace pitcher that's just not ready to come up yet, rotation's already packed, that's the guy the Giants need to go grab. And I think it starts, oh, you want our pitcher? We want, let's see, Austin Slater, and then then they go from there. So He's a guy I think should probably be uh, listened to in trade talks. Yeah, and as much as we were talking about Darren Ruff, I would put Slater above Ruff on like a, on a depth chart if I had one. So that's a bit interesting. But sure. maybe he, I just thought of this as you were talking. Maybe you, you partner Austin Slater with a bigger piece and go out and get Sonny Gray, who Farhan Zaidi kind of helped develop there in Oakland. And we know how he likes the uh, – but I, I think Gray is a rental at this point, so I don't know if that would be a good idea. But just an idea. You're on the right track. You're on the right track. <laughs> yeah. I want, yeah. I want a guy that's under, under control for four years. And you're thinking, well, who wants to give that up? But it's, it's not a guy – it's even a guy who uh, – a former first-rounder that is ah, out for the year with Tommy John as of last, you know, October, last uh, whatever. That's a guy they should be targeting. It shouldn't even be a trade that helps this – Giants team just hey get me another starting pitcher because next year it's Logan Webb Tyler Beatty and Bueller Bueller no I wish it was Bueller Bueller no yeah so who knows they need starting <laughs> pitching next year so make a trade yeah no I agree so I'll, I'll be brief with my answer I'm just gonna say Jason Vossler he's a friend of the show he's a guy who I could see trading for like cash or a player to be named later he was getting major league interest before that you treat your friends of the show <laughs> yeah he, he wants getting... to get get a better chance to win <laughs> well tommy lastella just kind of came in and just you know yeah yeah yeah. No. Pop, popped in but I, you know i see vossler getting big league at bats i mean you mentioned the pirates earlier they're dying for help even though they have cabrian uh hayes who's a pretty good you know third base prospect over there already but you know a team could use jason vossler again he was getting big league interest so why not? Why not get like something cash player to be named later? I mean, or maybe you keep them for depth. I don't know. All right. Hope you guys liked part one, part two.
coming up next in a little bit, we will answer your questions. We'll get into some other fun things, even where we see Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, Buster Posey. Where do we see them playing in 2022 if we were to pick a uniform uh, for their future? So stay tuned, guys. Again, follow, like, subscribe everywhere you listen, everywhere you watch. It will help greatly. Thanks for listening and see you next time.